awesome. All right, good to go. Sweet. Cool. All right, we're already recording, so I'll just start it off. All right. What's going on, guys? Dr. Matt here, host of the Roadie Strength Podcast. We've got another special guest on today, Kevin Davis. What's going on, man? What's up? So we're over here at the Anchor Fit Studio slash gym. Uh, it's a studio right now because we're just filming a podcast, but we got on camera, so if you are listening to this on Spotify, definitely check out the YouTube version so you get some nice video and, and a nice nice view of the uh, the mural on the wall and some of the weights in the background here. So, um, yeah, I'm super excited to be in here. We just got a good lift in. Hell yeah. I just deadlifted 500 pounds for the first time. Yep, <laughs> yeah. yep. Easy so, weight, man. Easy, easy weight. weight. <laughs> what were you saying as a cue as I was going? Gotta, gotta go? Gotta, gotta go? Gotta go, man. Gotta go. Gotta go. And it went. Yep. Push so, that floor away. We did, yeah. And that was there was, and we'll dive into this. But a couple good corrections for me there. Um, what my uh, my hips were a little bit too far back. Like yep. I was trying to do more of a bent over deadlift. You told me, all right, get get your feet under the bar, push that floor away. Hips under the shoulders. Under the shoulders. Yep. 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 Head over hips and push that floor away. Get tension on the bar. You squeeze the lats. Yep. Squeeze those lats. Be pulling on the bar before you stand it up. Don't try to lift it with your upper body. Push that floor away. Totally. You know. And yeah, it's super helpful because a couple a couple reps there, I was like, I was feeling a little bit uneasy as far as like, oh, I don't know if I've got much more in my tank. But yeah. then the second I hit those corrections, I'm like, oh, it's heavy. It's, it's a lot of weight, but I feel confident. Yeah. I mean, we had thir- 335 on there and you said, that's about a nine. And I was like, no, it's not. No, <laughs> yeah, it's not. Exactly. You know, and what we want to think about is not lifting that bar up. We want to think about force production. We're doing this for force production. Sure. So think about that force that we're producing through the floor to generate that bar up. You know what I'm saying? Right. As right. opposed to thinking about lifting that bar up, you know? Totally. And from... um you know, performance standpoint, an athletics mm-hmm. standpoint, that's going to be more functional. Sure, sure. Yeah. Like you were saying, um, this that's the position that you want to be in. Because we, we did them elevated. Yep. So that's the position you are when you're jumping. Yep, not, absolutely. Not often are you jumping from that full squat position. Exactly. If you want to build force, you train the position that you're going to be in. Exactly. And I lift from different heights. I lift yeah. from the floor every now and then. But, you know, with most athletes too, with all athletes, I should say, my first priority is injury prevention. Sure. First and foremost, you know what sure. I'm saying? So why am I going to put an athlete in a position where they could potentially tweak their back, like going from the floor? Mm-hmm. You know, we're at a much safer position. Yep. Um, we're at a more um, athletic position. Sure. We're in that athletic, like when you're loading for a jump. Yep, yep. We're not going full squat. We're going more of a hingy squat, loading those hips, mm-hmm. and then producing that force against the floor. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And and you were saying, um, we, not to get ahead of ourselves already, but I, I kind of want to go down this path. Um, you were saying about the uh, the story about the Boston Marathon. Uh, yes. The runner. Yes. So um, one of Nike's trainers, Ryan Flaherty, um, was training uh, Meb, who um, you've probably seen on Skechers commercials <laughs> for a little while there, but he was the last American male to win the Boston Marathon. So when Ryan Flaherty was training him for – The marathon, he had him trap bar deading 2.6 times his body weight. Wow. With that, every time he took a stride at the same cadence, he was covering four more inches. Mm. Now, picture that over 26.2 miles, four extra inches every time he strides. Right, right. You know, at the same cadence. So he's not making him faster right but we're producing more force so therefore we're going further every time and i know a lot of runners might hear that like oh he's he's 
he's just widening, he's just lengthening his stride. Maybe, well, he's just increasing more power. It's not like he's exactly. quote unquote overstriding because exactly. that's something that a lot, a lot of long distance runners are like, oh, I, I don't, I don't want to overstride, I don't want to overstride. Right. It's, it's not that. It's, it's the power through each plant, each foot of, of coming off. Because when you're running, it's basically a series of mini jumps. Exactly. You're going airborne. Exactly. So it's not like it's an overstriding thing. It's like, oh, I have more power through each step I'm taking, which right. is pretty cool. Right. You want to think of your legs as pistons, sure. not like you're reaching and pulling. Right. You know? So he's producing that force. Same thing I was saying when we were lifting. Push mm -hmm. that floor away. He's pushing the ground away. Sure. He's not reaching and pulling. Right. So therefore, he's pushing down. He's not increasing his, you know, he's not reaching for that stride. Yeah. He's just putting the force in. Going further, totally. Yeah, and um, and another side benefit of that, I think we we talked about a little bit earlier too, is that runners, it's it's less so now, but tend to be one of those populations in the, in athletics that tend to stray away from strength yes. training. <laughs> yes. So to to show, okay, here is a distinct benefit at the highest level. It's so important, but also from for me from a, a PT from an injury perspective standpoint, mm -hmm. doing things like that is it's so important to prevent some of these like IT band style injuries and um, hip flexor style injuries, keeping totally. the legs strong and, and, and bulletproofing to per, yep. per se. Yeah, bone density. Yeah. yeah. How <laughs> many stress fractures do you see in runners? A lot. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? Yeah. So you're creating more bone density lifting right. heavy weights. You right. know. Um, I trained a girl over at uh, Bridged Fitness back in the day who's a pretty elite runner. You may know her, um, this girl, Kelsey. Um, and she started strength training with me after never strength training. After that block of strength work, she ran her fastest Boston ever. Wow. Yeah. So, and, and she was running Boston. Yeah. And that's, that's t tipped off. Like, it's tough when, you're, when you get an athlete who's already – competing at the highest level totally to make a big difference there because mm -hmm. then we're talking like i mean to use a professional sports reference like game of inches absolutely like if you could train for six months to get a few inches like type mm -hmm. of thing so that's incredible yeah 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 and it was not ideal conditions it was the year that was <laughs> rainy and windy and stuff like that and she still beat her best time that's incredible yeah yeah we um as we we got a, we got a good workout in i guess to backtrack a little bit today um we did some we did some trap bar work we did uh, some Hatfield squats, which were really fun. I had or Hatfield lunges, I should say, mm -hmm. um, which I, I had never done that variation before. I think I've messed around a little bit with the squat, Hatfield squat, but mm -hmm. lunge was a new one for me, mm -hmm. which was really cool. Um, we did some uh, the fisherman fisherman rows that I had never yeah. done, which was, yeah. which were cool. Um, yeah, overall, really complete program, mm -hmm. uh, really good. So um, maybe bring me through kind of uh, big picture how. Uh, how you kind of set up your programming. Sure. So my programming is quite simple. Um, you know, I really train movements mm. instead of body parts. Sure. Um, sure. You know, having a sports performance background, mm -hmm. I train all my clients like athletes. Sure. You know, um, with that, we're training, generally training full body every time I see them for strength work, whether it's two times a week, three times a week, whatever. Yep. Um, everybody's program's different. Totally. Um, but what I'm doing is I'm working the basic human movements mm -hmm. um, every single session. So they're going to do a squat variation, a hinge variation, a push, a pull, a twist, a lunge, um, and a carry usually. Nice. We'll do some sort of carry. And the carry might be sled work. Yep. You know what I'm yep. saying? Something like that. Um, all very functional and all um, 
kind of based on where the client's at and what their goals are. If they're an athlete, you know, depending upon the sport, it's going to look very different for each athlete. Mm -hmm. um, we definitely get some accessory work in based on their sport or injury. If they have like a shoulder injury, we'll do some prehab, mm -hmm. maybe some rehab at the end as well. Mm -hmm. um, definitely a little soft tissue work. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some form of a dynamic warm up. Um, like today we did yeah. some, uh, we got those hips nice and juicy yeah. before we deadlifted, you know, got, <laughs> gotta have juicy hips, <laughs> got those glutes firing with a little band work, you mm -hmm. know, um, you know, that, that warm ups really underutilized, I think. And you mm -hmm. know, I'm guilty of it. I'm sure you're guilty of it. Sure. You know, we walk in the gym, we got an hour to lift. It's yeah. like, I want to throw weights around that whole hour. I don't want to get on a foam roller. I don't want to do the mini band work. I don't want to do a warm up. but as I get older, I'm a, Approaching the big five zero, so um, you know I just see how valuable it is, and you know I have some middle school kids I train, and like mm -hmm. instilling those best practices in those kids now, yeah, they're gonna be in it for the long haul. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna yeah. avoid a lot of the injuries that I had. You know because. When I was growing up, there was no such thing as sports medicine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like 80s, 90s, like totally. You know, and being a skateboarder too. On top of it, it's like. <laughs> We didn't warm up. We pushed around a little bit, but, you know, yeah. and then yeah. we're throwing ourselves downstairs and handrails and, <laughs> you Bodies know, bouncing off the ground. Well, it's like you said, you have no regard for, yeah. you know, injury or what might happen. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Very, very short-sighted. Oh, I want to hit this jump. I want to hit this rail. Not, exactly. what's that going to feel like 20 years from now? Yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm guilty of even doing it in the gym, so, sure. you know, sure. in the past, you know? Yeah. So that's cool. Um, so let's. Um, I do want to get into some of the rapid fire questions. So we're, yeah. we'll we'll sidetrack just a little bit because sure. these are interesting for me too. That's why I keep them in there. <laughs> but um, so this could be. Uh, we'll start. With, we'll start with my favorite question, uh, the coffee question. <laughs> so this could be either homebrew if you want, or maybe like a local shop around the area. Yeah. So my my question is favorite coffee shop or favorite like go to for coffee. Well, I always start with some coffee at home. You know, nice. we'll do a nice little dark roast with some, uh, our little secret is we put a little pumpkin pie seasoning in the grounds. Ooh. Yep. Just, yep. just in, uh, in the fall or? All year round. <laughs> nice. I'm extra basic, boy. <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice. man. Nah, we like that pumpkin spice in the Davis household. So. Nice. I love <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, so I'll do some of that. You know, I'm up at 4 o'clock in the morning, so yeah. that coffee is essential, you totally, know? Totally, totally. Um, but I do like Coastal Roasters. Oh, yeah, um, they're awesome. You know, I'll set up shop at this uh, Starbucks every yep. once in a while. It's nice, too, because you can network there. There's a lot yeah. of locals here. The island being so small. Totally. I bump into old Today, I bumped into two old clients there. At the Starbucks? At the Starbucks. No way. This guy, Matt, and he was like, oh, I want to come see a runner. Yeah, there you go. Who I introduced to strength training. <laughs> nice. Wants to come back. And then another friend from high school that has come and seen me. So it's nice. just... You know, that's the other thing about the coffee shops. It's a great place to network, great place to, you know, make some connections, you know? Yeah, good vibes there. Totally. There's a new one that just opened up um, on East Main Road, um, Graphic. You, oh, you've seen that? No, I haven't seen They that. opened up, I think today was their first. It, it, was, it used to be a subway. Um, I don't know what it was before the subway, but it was a weird building on East Main Road. Okay. In Portsmouth? Uh, in Portsmouth, yep. Uh, may maybe Middletown. So right in between uh, Portsmouth and Middletown, I think. But, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if you know the building I'm talking about. It's a weird-looking red 
building. It looked like it shouldn't have had a subway in it, but it did. <laughs> it almost looks like a house. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. a co- the coffee shop is much better suited for the structure of the building. So they're they're cool. They're, it looks like I haven't been there yet, uh, but I'll probably stop by there on my way back. Uh, they have like different art. And coffee at the same time. So. Ooh, that's right by my house. That might be yeah. a problem. That might turn <laughs> yeah, into gonna, a problem. It's going to be a problem. So <laughs> I'm glad they're there. They look like a, a good a good group that are that are running it over there. Cool. So it'll be cool. Uh, the next question I got, favorite go-to breakfast. Same thing. Could be like place, <clears throat> a place you like to go out here or just like what do you make yourself? I eat the same thing every morning. Yeah? I have six eggs over arugula. Okay. A um, little olive oil little Himalayan sea salt. Really? Every morning, same thing. That's awesome. So yeah. you're getting some trace minerals with the sea salt. Yep. Um, you know, it's the, no carb. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and the uh, six eggs, that's a good amount. Yeah. I, I went from four to six. Nice. I'm at four right now, so yeah. maybe I should make the jump. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, next one, we got favorite recent book and this could this could be also audiobook or podcast um so i just got alistair mccaw's new book um i don't know if you've ever read any of his his stuff he wrote uh be champion minded no i haven't um his new book i forgive me i can't remember the name offhand but it's all about mindset mm. um i really like his stuff but my favorite book all time is Atomic Habits by James Clear. Nice. Have you ever read that? I have, but I got to reread it. It's, it's been fantastic. a while. Yeah. I have it on um, Audible. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we just got uh, Jared walking in. <laughs> What's going on, man? Matt, nice to meet you. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I got to reread that one. It's great, man. Uh, next one we got. Uh, what are you listening to right now? Uh, do you, are you a podcast guy? What are you, what are you listening to right now? You know, Rogan. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I listen to Rogan. I listen to uh, Mark Bell's Power Project. We were nice. just talking about that. Yep. Um, Chris Wilcox pro, uh, podcast. Um, cool, cool. You know, comedy podcast, yeah. you know, just <laughs> keep it light. Definitely. Need that. Need yeah. to switch up once in a while. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, next one's similar. What do you, what are you liking for uh, Instagram accounts right now? Could be, could be like related to sports and fitness. Could be just be something that's same thing, like keeping it light, comedy. I don't know anything in fitness. I really like um, David Weck stuff. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Jared actually introduced me to that. Is it W E X? W E C K. Gotcha. He's cool. kind of a nut, but. Um, <laughs> You know, don't get turned off by that. Sure. But he's got some really cool methodologies. He's got another guy who I don't know if he's his partner or works for him. Um, this guy, Chris. What's Chris's last name, Jared? Chamberlain, right? Chris Chamberlain. Okay. Um, his handle is Eroding Weakness. He does some really obscure, cool workouts. Um, the guy... Looks like he's probably like a buck seventy, buck seventy-five wet with boots on, but he is strong as an ox <laughs> and moves like he, he just really well. moves so well. That's cool. Yeah, I feel like I may have when I when I bumped into you a few weeks ago, uh, followed one or two of them on Instagram, but I got to check them out again. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. cool stuff. Yeah, he makes those uh, soul steps that we used at the beginning. Gotcha. Yeah, I yeah. like those. Those yeah. are those are really good for hip mobility. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That was a good little warm up before we did it, right? Totally. Yeah. yeah. 
and then next next question, favorite shoe or sneaker? And I see you get the you get the Vivo on, right? Dude. <laughs> Game changer? So I was a huge Nike head. I still yeah. am. I sure, still am. sure. I have a whole room full of sneakers. I have Jordans. I, I'm a full sneakerhead. Nice. Jordans, Dunks, Air Force, you know. Um, Vans for days. Yeah. But as far as training shoes, these Vivos are like the best training shoes I've ever trained in. Really? I went about a year um, training straight barefoot. Mm-hmm. Um, and what had happened through training barefoot all the time and not jamming my feet into these tight toe boxes yeah. is my toes actually spread. Really? Yeah. My feet completely changed. That's cool. Because um, you hear them say that. It's true, man. That's cool. It's true. Um, my toes spread. Um, I was definitely, when I would deadlift in the past, I noticed my toes would curl up. Mm. And now I really grab the floor, even in these shoes. These have like zero drop. I mean, it's a yeah. piece of rubber between my feet. Sure, sure. Feel the floor. Yep. Um, they're fantastic. I love them. That's cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I got to check them out. I've been yeah. me- that's another thing. I know I just told you today I bought the Iron Iron Neck. But yeah. that's another thing that's been on my radar for a while yeah. that I haven't actually gone in and like, all right, pull the trigger on yet. So yeah. that's cool. All right. Now, now I'm starting to – the more I hear it from different people, the more I'm like, all right. Yeah. got time to try it yeah. out. I mean, <laughs> squats, deadlifts, yeah. just like moving around. You just – it feels so much more natural. I mean, cool. you're a surfer, so, yeah. you know, you're barefoot on that board and stuff like that. You right. can see the value in being barefoot, right. get, having strong feet. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Strong base. You know, you got to build from the bottom up, you know? Well, and, and it makes sense, like what you were saying with the, um, with the narrow toe box shoes. I mean, everything else, like coming from a, like a PT perspective if you throw a brace on something it's yeah. going to get stiff it's going to get less functional mm-hmm. and it's not going to allow for movement or mo- yeah. mobility so yeah. we're kind of walking around with braces on our feet all day yeah. kind of makes sense to okay let's see if we can get maximize as much motion as our, our foot is supposed to have totally you know totally. instead of restricting it yeah so it did from a uh, uh you know mental standpoint or um it, it makes sense. Yeah, you know? man. <laughs> I mean, this is coming from a guy that used to squat in Ramaleos, Nike Ramaleos. Sure, sure. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't get any more stiff than that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, the freedom that these allow you. Totally. And it's so much more, like, natural movement, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. I like to hear They're that. They're great. Um, so, I want to transition next. We actually did pretty good on those rapid fire. We kept them pretty rapid. That's good <laughs> stuff. Um, transition to next is uh, your background. So, Kind of want to start with how you got into the fitness space in general, sure, and then how um, you went into creating Anchor Fit. Okay, but start starting with you first. Okay, so so I grew up. You know, my dad was very athletic. Like even as a kid, he was playing softball and basketball, and you know, he's actually the one. He was always my baseball coach in little league and stuff like that. So he's very much like. A support as far as athletics and stuff like that. He taught me how to skateboard. That's cool. My uncle was a sponsored surfer, so no got in the water super early. Um, but, uh, you know, through the years, I was playing baseball. I played football. I played um, basketball. Terrible at basketball, by the way. <laughs> but um, Me too. <laughs> skateboarding was mm-hmm. what I fell in love with. Sure. And, um, you know, one of the greatest gifts that I got from skateboarding was that resilience. Like Mm. you fall, you get right up, 
You don't care that you fell. You know what I'm saying? Get right back up. And it just becomes normal. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So you really build that resiliency that, you know, a lot of people lack these days. You know sure. what I'm saying? That ability to get back up when you stumble, you know? Yeah, not just quit. Yeah, so that being said, skateboarding was my thing. Cool. I thought from, from 10 years old on, I was kind of um, rolled with, like, the older kids. Sure. Always liked skating with people who were better than me because mm -hmm. it drove me to try to get better. Yeah. Um, so fast forward to my 20s, we used to skate this place downtown, Parati Park, which is still there. It's where you catch the ferry, but it was very different back when I was growing up. Interesting. Okay. It used to have lots of like ledges and it was where like I could go down there any time of the day and there'd be friends down there to skate with. No way. Yeah. There that were, was the skate area. Oh yeah. There were like ledges, all different size ledges and benches and this rock that you could ollie over, huh. this huge rock and you could actually ride up it and kind of like wally off it. So it wasn't a like... City design skate park, but it was just a place to skate. It was just a place to skate. Cool. We skated it so much, everything was waxed up. The <laughs> curbs were like rounded from grinding them so much. Did the cops like chase you out ever? Or? No, they left us in there. No they way. just let us chill there. I mean, the cops would come down because, like, in the 90s, it was like that hip hop skateboard culture. Sure, sure. So, like, people are just hanging out down there drinking 40s and <laughs> smoking blunts. And that's when it's, and then, yeah. People start doing graffiti on the walls sure, and stuff. Sure. And then that's when it got bulldozed. Yeah. And like oh, now, wow. Okay. Now it's just like grass with a yeah. few benches. It's not skatable. Right, um, right. But like I grew up there. I have it tattooed on my wrist actually. Pride no Park. Way. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, me and a few of my boys that I grew up skating with got that one night. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that place, I mean, I lived there. Yeah. Like, I was there. Yeah. From like eleven o'clock in the morning till like eleven o'clock at night every day, just skating. Wow! Um, and then I actually broke my back there. Oh! I was doing a front. There was a high block that was probably about as high as these benches. And um, this will go into how I got into fitness. <laughs> yeah, let, let it roll. I, I trust it. Let it roll. <laughs> so I was doing a trick on a high block. I was doing a front side tail slide. I'm sure you know what that is. Um, and Maybe not. I'm away from it. I've been away from skating long yeah. enough where you describe it for me. So you're sliding on the tail of your board, like across the ledge like that. Okay. Okay. I was going Face, super facing towards. So like the, I'd be going towards you. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. Um, got, I can picture that and just kind of hung up and I was going super fast and I mm. twisted and I heard a pop and I thought, Oh, I just kind of like popped something. So I dropped to the ground, started stretching my back, whatever, tried to skate some more. I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to go home, whatever. Yeah, yeah. At the time, I was going to school at, I think it was at UMass at the time. And I was living in Fall River. Okay. And yeah, I yeah. Drove back to Fall River, went to bed, woke up the next morning. I was in complete spasm. I Oof. could not get out of bed. Oh. And I called my mom and uh, she came and picked me up. My mom was a nurse practitioner. Okay. So I called her. She came and picked me up. Brought me to the Valley Road walk-in. In Middletown? In Middletown. <laughs> no x-ray. Really? They gave me Flexorail. Yep, yep. And painkillers. And said, here you go. Set me on my way. <sighs> Did it even touch the pain or no? No. Oh. So for so that's strong. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and told me to go to a chiropractor. Oh, no. So I'm going to a chiropractor and getting popped. 
Did they x-ray not, you at the chiropractor? Not knowing what's going on still. No, <sighs> this guy was a total quack. Uh, He's not in practice anymore. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm, I would sneeze and my back would go out. Yeah. And go into total spasm. And I couldn't understand why. Then I started going to this other chiropractor. And yeah. she's like, I won't touch you until you get an x-ray on your sure. spine. Sure. So she writes me a script. I go down to this place in Portsmouth, go right back, yeah. show her. She puts the disc in. She goes, oh, here's the problem. My L5 looked like an Oreo split right no through way. the middle. It was two pieces, but by now it had healed. Sure, okay, yeah, yeah. She's like, well, here you go. You broke L5. So, and this is years later at this point. <laughs> so I dealt with this pain for years, chronically, off and oh. on, off and on, off and on. So now I have degenerative arthritis in my lumbar spine. Sure, yeah. So if L5 and S1 touch, my left leg goes numb. Mm. And not a lot of space between those joints. Not a lot of space. So um, I started going to PT, mm -hmm. and eventually they prescribed strength training. Sure. So I started with this, um, this is the late 90s. I started with this um, personal trainer who had worked with some of the Yankees, so he had like cool. He trained Al Leiter, Andy Pettit, some famous pitchers for the Yankees back in the day, and he um, he really gave me a different perspective on strength training. That's like cool. he did sports performance training, so we were training the whole body. You know, all I had ever seen was because I had gone to the gym before and yeah. I had lifted in high school. Yeah, you yeah. know, like we were talking about earlier, earlier, like chest day, chest day, back buys, yeah. <laughs> and I was never really into it. Yeah, and um, yeah. he kind of turned me on to like training, and I yeah. was like, "Wow, this is pretty cool." And I drove, I dove deep at that point. I was like, "In." Yeah. And he was like, "Dude, you'd make a great trainer." That's cool. So I started, you know, going back to school, focusing on that. Um, by now, so I was working for this company, and I was going back and forth to California, mm -hmm. not in fitness yet. And it was a really good job. I was living in Boston at the time now. And um, so I'm going to get a little dark. Go, this yeah, is like my it. whole story. Go for it, man. Um, so I was living in Boston with my girlfriend at the time. And I got a call at 4 in the morning. My cell phone rang. Mm. And, um, you know, you just get that gut feeling. Something's wrong. Yeah. And it was my mom. So my phone was in the living room, so I went out, I called her back, and she was like, your brother's been in a really bad car accident. Um, meet us at Rhode Island Hospital. I was mm. like, all right. So I start getting ready. She calls me back. She goes, he's being airlifted to Mass General. So I was already in Boston. So I went to the hospital. He um, had passed out at the wheel, hit the curb, bounced off the curb, and hit propane tank on a camper Oof. and both cars exploded Jeez. this is on east main road in portsmouth Ugh. um so he ended up living eight days in the burn unit okay at mass general which was super like traumatic obviously seeing him in a bubble and this and that and um you know it gave me some time to kind of mentally prepare myself for what was going to happen and he ended mm. up passing away Mm. And uh, he was only 20. He was my only sibling. And uh, that, like, took me down, like, a bad road. That was 2006. And, um, you know, not for nothing, my friends trying to 
kind of helped me out. Thought they were doing the right thing. Yeah. They would like take me out for drinks all the time, numb the pain. Sure, sure. And I just developed some really bad habits, and I started like drinking like all the time. Yeah. Um, again, like I wasn't working in fitness yet. Yep. yep. The company I was working for, um, I was like, give me all the work. I just want to fill my day with work. Yeah. So I was traveling. I was Locked in California out. and I was, you know, working these 12 hour days. I was in charge of like every operational aspect of um, like a store opening for this company. Okay. And uh, so I'd be at a site for like 12 hours a day. Sure. But then it was like right to the hotel bar. Yeah. Just like living out of the suitcase. Mm. You know, my relationship back in Boston was falling apart because. Mm. You know, she was going to grad school at Tufts. Like, she had a plan, like, what she was doing. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do, you know? Sure, sure. And then eventually, I just hit a point where I was like, I got to go back home. And I went back home to be with my parents, to take care of them. Because, mm. you know, like, good Irish Catholics, like, we don't, you know, cry. We just keep our head up and sure. pretend like nothing's wrong, you right. know? <laughs> um, so... You know, everybody was kind of always like, how are your parents, how are your parents, how are your parents? Never like, how are you? Sure. And sure. I just would numb myself Yeah. all day long. Yeah. Um, so eventually, like, that got kind of old. Yeah. And um, then I ended up pursuing my fitness career. I was like, I need to make a change. I want to do something, like, positive. Totally. With my life. I started actually... While I was finishing my certification, I was working the front desk at Bridge to Fitness. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Mike yep. helped me out big time. Um, actually, all the trainers there were super helpful, super encouraging. And, you know, I had those interpersonal skills from my previous career. Sure. Um, I'd gone to school for, like, social work in the past, too. So that oh, gave cool. me some nice, a nice background as well. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, so, I mean, that really kind of got me in that space. Um, you know, when I was younger and just skating, um, I was very, like, about me. And yeah. Kind of, like, condescending. And, you know, the gift in what happened with my brother was it kind of made me a much more compassionate and empathetic person. Sure, yeah. And it gave me an understanding of you never know what's going on in somebody's life, like why they're having a bad day or why they're – you know, not always like smiley every day or whatever. Totally. And, um, you know, it, again, like I, I have to take away from that tragedy came some positives. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And I think it makes me a better trainer or coach mm -hmm. because I'm able to see, like, have a little bit more, um, like I said, just compassion, compassion for yeah. people, you know, and understanding. I also struggled with my weight when I was a little kid. Totally. You yeah. know, up until like sixth grade, you know, mm -hmm. and I started playing football and I leaned right out. But like, you know, I had a mom that could cook her ass off and a grandmother that could cook <laughs> her ass off. And like, that was their love language, yes. like food. Yep. So I got really big, but, you know, skateboarding and football just like leaned me out. But yep. Yep. I still have that fat kid in the back of my mind. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. So I, you know, there's a lot of good that can come out of bad situations, you totally. know, if you look at it that way, yeah. you know? And I think uh, to your to your point too is like a lot of times they'll say like what makes a good, what makes a good trainer, what makes a good PT, what makes a good uh, business owner? It's like 
one of the one of the main themes they always come back to is like, do you care? Yeah. And it's just, it's simple, but like coming from a background like that, like it shows like okay, I care, I understand, I have compassion for people. Yeah. That's just gonna blend right into it. Yeah. Which is which is cool. Yeah, yeah. and it, you know it, it's unfortunate because we see a lot of people in this industry that do it because they want to make money, and if sure. that's your main driver. Yeah, you know, I, I'm hard on myself in the sense that sometimes I think like maybe I'm not that good a business person, but I know I'm a good person at the end of the day, right. and like my intentions are always good, and right. you know, and I think my clients know that. Oh, and you can't fake it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes I care to a fault. Like I want <laughs> yeah. what they want more than they want it. Sure, you know? sure. But, um, no, that's cool. Yeah. So how did you end up, um, and I'm, if I'm skipping ahead, filling the gaps, but how did you end up going from that to um, Anchor Fit? So I had worked at Bridge, and then I moved back to Portsmouth for a little while. And mm-hmm. I had um, worked out at Peak back in the day, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you know, maybe I'll check out Peak. And I started working at Peak, um, very different clientele. Mm-hmm. And the thing I quickly learned is people from Portsmouth will travel to Middletown or Newport, but Middletown <laughs> and Newport people won't travel to Portsmouth. Yeah, that's true. That's very valid. <laughs> so I had a good client base at, um, at Peak, and mm-hmm. both the owners, Rick and Rob, were amazing mm-hmm. and taught me a lot from a business standpoint. Sure. Um, you know, don't give deals, you know, like... You're yeah. you're worth what you charge. You right. know what I'm saying, right. like things like that. But I miss the community at Bridge. Bridge, ha- yeah. I mean, you went to Bridge. Yeah, you that's know, where I met you first. Such yeah. a tremendous community, definitely. Um, but you know, the good thing was I took the things that I liked about each gym, mm-hmm. and then, like we were talking about earlier, right before I opened this, I went to on it to a certification. That's so cool. And that gym was just like. A dream gym like <laughs> i kind of like based my gym my gym's like a mini version of that gym oh i can see that yeah i but, can see the inspiration there but just the vibe there was so yeah. cool you know yeah. it's just like everybody was so fun and just like had everybody's best interest in mind That's there was cool. none of that like shark mentality mm. um i don't know if you do you know tom newman he was no. he was at bridge for a little while okay. he was a bald guy kind of stocky he was a trainer there I'm not. May, I might be able to recognize him, but I'm not sure. He's a brilliant trainer. He's okay. now um, one of the strength coaches at Yale. Oh wow! And he works with the lacrosse team. The f- his first year there, they won the national championship. Wow! He's amazing. He's really, really good. Well educated guy. That's cool. Um, he's another guy that taught me a lot. Um, but uh, I had a point, and I just went off on a tangent. That's what was all right. Your um, was so good getting into like how you started uh, Anchor Fit. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyway, so again, I was just tired of paying people's rent. Sure. You sure. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it was the right move. Um, I'd always wanted to do something like this. And yeah. to be honest, my girl kind of just like pushed me into yeah. it. She's like, do it. <laughs> Go you for know? it. Go yeah. for it. And, you know, one of the nice things about this is, um, me and my dad basically put this place together That's and, cool. um, it was when I finished, he died a couple months after we were mm. done. And it was, um, you know, so it's a nice memory. Like, he yeah. and I, like, did almost all of it. Megan helped a ton. That's awesome. Um, 
but like it was me and him in here every day just grinding you know and it was like nice to have that time before he passed you know yeah yeah um so there's lots of like memories as far as that goes totally so no that's really cool but yeah i mean it's just like you know like i said i took the things that i wanted from other gyms yeah um yeah took some of the like principles and practices from other gyms that i liked totally and left all the garbage behind you know <laughs> i mean it this gym it's from everything you've said both uh so far it, i mean it's it's you i mm. mean you have like the open concept space the free weights like the on it type implements mm. barbells kettlebells um the skateboards on the wall mm-hmm. you know like it, yep. I, I like the color scheme it's a very cool space thank you i very, appreciate very, that and very like uh you know, sports performance centered, like yeah, like, like full body aesthetic tra- yeah. training, which is which is really cool. Mm. Um, so Thank yeah, you. that that's awesome. Um, so I know we're we're coming up on the uh, top of the hour here, so we'll start to um, get we'll, we'll start to wrap up a little bit. So uh, I have three kind of like closing questions for you, mm-hmm. and you can kind of think about them. But uh, one is anything that you're excited for that's like in store for the future. Anything coming up that you're that you're pumped about. Um, anything that you want to, uh, anything you want to plug, obviously the gym, but, uh, yeah. and then another one is, and you, and you can take a rain check or, or a pass on this if you don't have anything, anything in mind, but a favorite quote, some, something that you like, some, a favorite mantra. The way I describe it is, um, if you're driving up 95 North, there's the big blue bug mm-hmm. and then there's the Rob Levine billboard right after that. Mm-hmm. You get that billboard for the day. So something you can say to the community, say to Rhode Island, mm-hmm. say to Middletown, Newport, um, but let's start with uh, what's anything in store, anything coming up that you're excited about? No, I'm just really happy. We've um, over the last year or so, we've gotten an influx of some new people in the community, and cool. they've really just been like super positive and like that's awesome. Really cool people. Some uh, younger people coming through, which is always great. Um, some newbies to like gym culture. Um, it's always nice to like introduce people to you know how it should be you know what i'm saying like you know not like comparing or you know just like everybody being positive and supportive of each other you know what i'm saying like there's a reason why there's not mirrors in here you know what i'm saying that's not what it's about here right right you know we're really just about getting a little better every day you know yeah i like that a lot yeah um and then to follow that up obviously like um shouting out the gym yeah, you know, uh, shout out to your, your guys. Uh, you know, Jared, shout out the trainers you guys have here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Anchor Fitness Performance Training. We're mm-hmm. in Middletown, Rhode Island. Uh, shout out to my boy Jared O'Connor, <laughs> amazing trainer. Um, stoked he's here. Keeps me <laughs> from going crazy. Um, and uh, as far as that quote, um, yeah, one quote I really like is from uh, Mark Bell. Okay. And he says it at the end of every podcast. Strength is never a weakness. Love it. Weakness is never a strength. Love it. You know? I love that. You can always get stronger. There's nothing more functional than being strong. Awesome. Can't go wrong getting strong. Exactly. I love that. <laughs> love that. I think I think that's one of his quotes too. I think he oh, says yeah. that. But totally. No, that's good. Dude, um, great podcast. Great yeah. to talk to you. Great to learn more about the gym and, and about you. Um yeah, I had a great lift today too. Yeah, great. So thank sesh, you so much. Man. 500, man. <laughs> That's that a was big awesome. deal, man. Yeah. That's big. So uh, cool. We'll, we'll wrap it up with that. And, yeah. Uh, Brody Strength signing off. That was awesome, man. Yeah.
Yeah, get it off. No, I think.